0: So I'm gonna call the meeting to order the Houghton Community Council. Could I have roll call, please?
1: Brian Galtrup. Here. Bill Goggins. Here. John Kappler. Here. Betsy Pringle? Here. Larry Totally. Here. Rick Whitney. Here. And Ruth Wright. Here. Thanks.
0: Excellent. Uh, so Today, tonight's meeting, uh, we have a very limited agenda. We've got minutes to approve and then council member reports and comments. And if we have any members of the audience uh, that care to speak to us, we will uh, take their comments and any administrative reports, and that's it. So, to get started, we have minutes from our meeting of January 25th. Mr. Chair,
2: before we start that on the announcement of agenda, I have uh, an item that um, I would like to ask for consideration to be added. Uh, I emailed Jeremy McMahon about the possibility of tonight also discussing when we talk about the transfer station as that will be quasi judicial to give us some advice about chatting with community members about that, how our email should work, what's the proper protocol. So we can make sure to follow all the quasi judicial rules so we don't get ourselves in uh, a jam later when we go to consider this. I'd Excellent. like to put that for consideration.
0: Okay. So we'll, we will do that. Uh, we'll do that right after council member reports and comments. Okay. Thank you. All right. So we have minutes from the January 25th meeting of this year. Do we have any additions or corrections to the minutes as presented? Hearing none, would someone care to move to approve the minutes as presented? So moved. Or second?
3: Second.
0: All right, it's been moved and seconded to approve the minutes of the January 25th, 2021 meeting. All in favor say aye. Aye.
4: aye. aye.
0: aye. Opposed? Aye. Brian, was that a, that was a, a, your vote in favor, right? That was aye. Yeah, got it, okay. Uh, then we have minutes from the February 22nd, 2021 meeting. Do you have any additions or corrections to those minutes? I do. You do. Okay.
5: All right. Well, at least a discussion item. Uh, we had talked when we were talking about the uh, Northeast Recycling and Transfer Station Project briefing, item seven. I think there was a, a I'm pretty sure there was a discussion item of to invite the city attorney on the role of the Houghton Community Council in the process. It came up in a lot of the comments. Uh, what role of Houghton community council and I think that should be reflected in the minutes
0: okay how would you how would you like to uh, let, let's be specific in how we want it to read in the minutes so that we can have them corrected
5: I think I would just put out there is that the, uh, the Houghton community council discussed inviting the city attorney uh, to discuss the role of the community council in the approval process or the review process of the transfer station.
0: Okay. That sounds good. Anybody have other additions or corrections? I've got a couple of grammatical type things on the second page under request from the audience. Uh, Damon Strom, Kirkland number two, resident of Bridal Tree should read Bridal Trails. And then uh, under item three, neighborhoods should have an apostrophe between the D and the S, not after the S. And then down on item 10, again, uh, it should be South Rose Hill, two words and Bridal Trails with a capital T. And last thing, on page three item seven uh one two three four the fifth paragraph it says mr mclaughlin Ms. bay mr mcmahon and council member nixon responded to hcc questions i think it should read kirkland city we should insert insert kirkland city council member nixon otherwise council member nixon you would you know you would assume is is a member of the community council those would be my suggested modifications to the minutes anybody disagree with any of those modifications
6: no
4: or with larry appreciate the um i did appreciate the details on the summaries of what people had said i really appreciated having that because i'm always jotting down notes and I, i really appreciated having the Right. Yeah. So thank Agreed. you. Agreed. Thank you,
0: Gene. Okay. <laughs> Any other additions or corrections? So, with the suggested additions or corrections, additions by Larry and the corrections that I've made, uh, would someone move to approve the minutes as corrected?
2: So moved as corrected, or as noted, I suppose.
0: As, as yeah, as recommended. Suggest. Ed, do we have a second?
2: Second.
0: Okay. It's been moved by a uh, member uh, vice chair Kapler and seconded by council member Goggins that we approve the minutes subject to the corrections that we've so stated uh, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Great. So those are the minutes. Uh, now, if council member reports and comments, uh, we're going to be having uh, Houghton Community Council elections uh, coming up and we are not in a position uh, legally to discuss support or opposition to any candidates or even the proposition of our continuation. But we can have a discussion of, of how to get, get the public, make, raise the awareness of the public and, and try to encourage uh, the public's participation in the process. So that's, I think what we're, we're, we're aiming at. Um, mm-hmm. So do we have do, vice chair Kapler has been a leader in this process. I'm going to ask if John would care to talk about this in specifics. We, this kind of came up as a result mm-hmm. of our discussion. Uh, yeah. yeah. so
2: um, I brought this up from the standpoint of what uh, what can we do? Um, and our city attorney did send everyone a little brief on exactly what's allowed and not allowed. So whatever we do, will be as individual personal members on the council to talk about our own um, journey on the council and any in, through the election process. And I think that would be uh, pros and cons about the council as well. Um, I think it's pretty much that straightforward because as we're acting out in the community, you're not acting as a, a member, excuse me, you're not acting as a voice of the council, you're acting as your individual voice for yourself. And then you can talk about the council um, from your viewpoint as yourself. We cannot make any public declarations that the council believes this or the council doesn't believe that. Um, Everything has to be made essentially as you pro and con.
4: In the past, um, Central Houghton Neighborhood Association, um, we had a a grid, uh, exactly something I'd written many, many years ago that kind of talked about, who is the Houghton Community Council? What is their jurisdiction? What isn't their jurisdiction? How are they different from a neighborhood association? Um, And the neighborhood association was pretty good about getting the word out. Sometimes they did mailers or just leaflets or, or whatever. Having Larry be part of the neighborhood association may make that a little awkward. So maybe if they wanted to take that on, Larry would not be Charging ahead with that, but maybe if they had a vice chair or someone else. I don't know if Bridal Trails has a neighborhood association and maybe they would like to get out there if they're for us, get some information out to their.
2: You know, a point of information on that. I I think that's actually an excellent point, Bessie, and I would almost ask that Jeremy uh, take back to our city attorney, the question of uh, a council member acting as a dual role. From my standpoint, when Larry totally acts as the president for the chair of the Central Houghton Community Neighborhood Association, he's acting as a chair for that particular group, not a voice for our council as a whole. And I, you know, when I read what the city attorney wrote, it is we're not when we speak we're not speaking as a voice for the council we're speaking as individuals and i think if larry does that when he's participating with the central houghton neighborhood association i think that qualifies but i would actually like to ask jeremy if maybe his knee-jerk reaction agrees with that and if he could um, have the city attorney opine on that maybe certainly um
7: could um, although I might recommend if Larry has an interest in doing that, that um, Larry might give Kevin a call or I can facilitate that um, to get a good understanding of what the boundaries and guardrails are on that.
2: And are you taking uh, any exception with what I mentioned in terms of what Kevin's email was to us? No, that's, that's my understanding as well.
3: Okay. Um,
4: well, regardless of Larry's role In the past, the Neighborhood Association did take an active role in supporting Houghton Community Council and educating people on it. So um, I I think that that is a role of a Neighborhood Association if they have that kind of unique representation in the city that they may want to support it or maybe they don't want us anymore. And so then they would come out against us. But um, we do have a unique opportunity here because we do have an active Neighborhood Association. Yes, Larry.
5: Well, a couple of things. First of all, uh, John, I don't know if I've seen that uh, uh, email or whatever else from uh, uh, the city attorney.
4: I don't think I've seen it.
5: I haven't seen it either.
4: They may have just sent it to you guys, you chairs.
5: And then (laughs) the other part was, so following the uh, March meeting, because the the Central Houghton Neighborhood Association has been focused on getting information out. Uh, And so in our meeting notes from our March meeting, I included as a preamble in the uh, to the distribution list as well as onto our uh, website and our Facebook page, the following language. It's all factual, uh, not pro or con, any type of stuff, at least in my opinion. At the March 22 meeting at the Houghton Community Council, the Houghton Community Council approved Resolution 2021-3 relating to the Continuance of the Houghton Community Council. Approval of the Resolution will put the Continuance of the Community Council for four more years, starting January 1, 2022, to a vote of the people that reside within the Houghton Community Council boundaries. Along with the vote of whether to continue or not to continue the Houghton Community Council, the November ballot. We'll include elections for seven houghton community council member positions who will serve for four-year term if the continuance of the houghton community council is approved by voters if you are a resident within the houghton community county council boundaries map, which is attached to the uh, city's link you can file to run for one of these council positions king county has produced an election manual with the necessary information on filing including dates and forms the manual can be accessed accessed here. More information on the Houghton Community Council can be found on the City of Kirkland website and a link to the Houghton Community Council's webpage. I also forwarded that to the Lakeview neighborhood as well as South Rose Hill Rail Trails. And I do believe they all sent that out as well. It was just getting information out to people that know that, hey, this is coming, especially after the discussion we had at our Houghton Community Council meeting that we wanted to make sure people knew about it with more time. So, whether I ex- went beyond uh-huh. what I should have done and should have uh-huh. checked with the attorney first, uh, no, that's, that's what we do. No,
0: that's excellent. That's,
5: that's, excellent. Ex- that's excellent.
0: that's totally consistent with the law.
5: Yep. So, I think so. so from that perspective, uh, I'm more than willing, uh, since I, I became president of the Central Houghton Neighborhood Association. After, well, it was in May of 2017. So the last time uh, this was actually already put onto a boat. Uh, I do remember some of the meetings probably in uh, June or uh, later about whether we support or not support and uh, letting people know that there's also a need for somebody to do the uh, voters pamphlet for bo- both pro and con uh, out there. I don't remember the details, but uh, uh, I understand where Betsy's coming from and that from that perspective I would probably need to step my step, make sure I step out, back out of that it, part of it, right. uh, whether it's pro or con. Correct.
0: That's excellent. Any. Uh... It, 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 would uh, it make any sense to uh, take essentially what what Larry has done and then also put it out as a press release to the city as a whole? Is there any reason not to to do some sort of press release?
4: The city as a whole doesn't get the vote, so.
0: Well, I'm just saying the Kirkland Courier is probably the only newspaper that would deal with would carry it right and so to the extent that that's the local paper of record for the houghton community council territory it would make sense to me to use that as a vehicle for people that may not be we you know there's limited participation in the neighborhood associations and if we really do want to reach out to everybody in the community and make them aware of it because that's you know not just potential candidates but voters as well yeah, I think the the more people we can reach out to, the better. Um, well,
4: yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, agreed, I, agreed. If there's still a newspaper, I don't know, I didn't know there's still a newspaper.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't. There isn't. I.
4: I don't know.
5: No, it, there, it's it was still online as of last year. I haven't looked. At yeah, it's, it's still online.
4: Yeah. So yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and then if and then if somebody. You know, had a friend or a family member or a neighborhood association member who wanted to write a pro. You know, we
0: can't. That's that's where we can't. We cannot be in any way talking about promoting. Uh, oh. That's that's oh. where we draw the line. That's that the attorney made it clear that in in our discussion tonight, we can't be discussing support or opposition to any candidate. Or the proposition related to the continuation of the council, we can't discuss that at all. That's okay. that's an in, that's inconsistent with the law because we're using our time uh, in office to promote our candidacy and the continuation of the council, and that's we can't do that.
4: Got it.
2: Yeah, along. I mean, there's a whole list of other things like we like can't use resources, paper, letterhead, stamps. I mean, there's oh, yeah. there's right. a whole list of stuff like that which we got never it. do anyway. So got it. Yeah. yeah Yeah.
0: but no reason that we couldn't be at least uh disseminating information just making people aware and that what larry did was perfect it wasn't pro or con it was just making them aware of what the council does and uh and frankly you you may be able to embellish it a little bit with uh, merging some of what betsy was talking about and describing a little more about what the council's responsibilities and authority is
5: Um, the neighborhood association continued that and provided a, a an updated brochure or chart, whatever, uh, at the uh, Crossing Kirkland event in September 2019. Uh, because there's always confusion, yeah. even when I introduced yeah. myself before I was on the Houghton community council. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are this? No, 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 we're not that <laughs> right <laughs> uh, out here. So. Yeah. Uh, trying to put that out there. So there's information that's on our website, is on the Central Houghton Neighborhood Association website mm-hmm. uh, out there. But that's just really because of the differentiation of Central Houghton versus Houghton Community Council. Mm-hmm. You know, Lakeview and Bridal Trails probably don't have that same concern. Yeah.
0: But there's probably still a lot of people that don't really understand what Houghton Community Council's responsibility and authority is. So. Right that's that's what i'm talking about it that's would be, where
5: that's why we uh, i just included the link to the city's webpage for the Houghton community council because right. it does summarize what the authority is which
0: which which is that's good i'm thinking just a very you know simple bullet you know just a sentence or two that summarizes it and then for more information go to the the link at the website but just give a little I'm just thinking that if you're doing, if we're going to do a press release, that we would, that would be an opportunity to in in, in uh, to to get a little more information out, um, and then for people who wanted to fully understand it, they could go to the website. Just enough to pique their interest. Yep. So with yeah, that in yeah. mind, maybe. And
4: if, yeah, and if somebody could forward Kevin's email to the rest of the council, if you got those who got it.
7: Yeah. Okay. I just did that, Betsy, so you should have it in your inbox
5: now. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Um, maybe could, uh, Betsy, with your background in in the previous uh, elections, as far as what, what's been done, and Larry's already got something that he's put out, could you guys maybe together, would you be willing to craft a, a, a press release merging the those concepts? Just not, not much more than what Larry did, but I, I like- would-
4: Sounds like we can't.
0: Sounds like yeah, we, we can. No, we can, we can, we could uh, generate a press release as oh. long as it's not pro or con. Okay. If it's strictly making people yes. aware, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, it, it can't, we can't be promoting, but we can be informing.
4: Yes. Okay. So
5: yes. I'm happy to and, do that. and Betsy, uh, I'm willing to do that. And Betsy, I think you're on our distribution list. So, as well as the Facebook. So, you've you've seen it or you've had access to it. So what <clears throat> I, I sent out, but then just let me know and okay. I, we can work from there.
0: Great. So is everybody okay with, with just uh, trusting Larry and Betsy to put something out on our behalf? Mm-hmm.
5: Then, then I guess the process would be, how does, so you, do you want us to actually take it to the Kirkland reporter and get it released yeah. or does that want does the city want to take responsibility for that?
0: I don't. I don't think that we need to involve the city. I think we have the capability, and the, okay. the we we have the ability to do that without in, involving the city.
5: Yeah, I just didn't know if the city had some higher higher calling that they would uh, get preference to. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I don't. Jeremy, do you have any any reason to think that we couldn't just send something out on our own?
7: No. Just let me know if if you have any issues with it, and I can talk to our um, media manager. Mm. Or, if you're getting any stoppages and I was going to add, if you have any concerns, I want to make sure you're, you're wording everything safely. We can uh, run that by the city attorney. Just let me know if you'd like me to do that. That's
0: a good idea. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 Okay. What is the filing date for individuals? June?
8: It's,
5: like, it's, uh, no, it's like, no, May it's like May twenty.
0: It's, May 30th, isn't it? Or it May, starts, no, no. May 20th.
5: It starts May seventeenth, and is that week of May seventeenth?
0: Yeah, right. It's just one week. Oh. Okay. So, hopefully, you guys will put that on your calendars and be sure to get uh, get get filed for a position, assuming you want to be reelected. I see a smile in Brian's face. <laughs>
5: Yes, I have the packet, that page printed out here. Uh, Candidate filing begins um, May 17th, Monday. Online starts at 9 a.m. And then on Friday, the 21st of May, candidate filing ends online by 4 p.m. In person by 4.30 p.m. Okay.
0: Okay. Anything else on that topic? Does anybody know if I, if, I'm, if I wasn't running, do I need to specify that I'm not running or do I just not do anything? I think the failure to file makes it pretty clear that you're not running <laughs> if that was the case, yeah. Well, I mean, my concern is, is what if it goes unfilled?
4: Yeah, it, it, if people know anybody that wants to run or, or you think would be good on the council, you should get the word out if we know there's gonna be an opening. Right. I mean, that's. yeah,
0: a, yeah. yeah, that would be uh, I, I think there there'd be uh, the neighborhood associations could certainly disseminate that. that will be interesting to see more than one person run for the same seat. Uh, when's the last time we saw that? It's been a while.
4: I've never seen it. Never. I don't think I've seen it.
2: Might be this year.
4: Might be this year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's get ready to rumble.
4: Okay.
0: Uh, any other discussion on this topic? Excellent. Thank you, guys. Uh, so we were going to add a discussion of the Houghton transfer station, uh, what we how, how for how we can um, engage or respond to the public and not get ourselves uh, sideways in the uh, quasi judicial process.
2: Yeah, that that again came from me. And if I could set this up uh, first, I know Larry and I, I don't think anybody else on our council was part of the virtual tour of the Seattle station. There were uh, several city council members on that. And uh, it was a pretty full group for that virtual tour it was very, very interesting. But it really led me to to think about When we're asked specific questions about this, it's so easy to give our opinions or to give advice or whatever. And I want to make sure that when this comes back to our group um, as a formal matter, that we don't have members of the public stand up and ask for us to recuse ourselves because they heard we were doing something before it turned quasi-judicial that may prejudice us. And I believe the ruling, Jeremy, is that essentially we can talk about anything prior to the application date. Exactly at that point, it turns quasi-judicial and we have to completely stop talking about it. Um, My concern with that is, is that we had a previous issue come up with the college we're a member of our community, ask one of our council members to, to recuse themselves because of some activity. Um, And I just, I would hate for that to come up again. And so we just need to be extremely, extremely careful about, um, you know, about what we say. And if we do talk with people, make sure that you make some notes or minimum, minimum mental notes. So if we are challenged, we can um, uh, essentially have the ammunition that we need to fight back, so
4: yeah i I do know that um, on on I, I my choice is just try not to talk to people, you know, I just feel like it's so easy to get into hot water, but if you do you know if you do have a chance encounter, somebody at the grocery store comes up to you and says something that you need to disclose that as quickly as possible, um, probably at the next meeting and say, hey, I ran into Jane at the grocery store. We had a one minute conversation. She said she was, you know, wanted to put a daycare at the transfer station. And um, I told her I couldn't talk to her about it. And I just want to go on record, you know. Or something like that, just so that you're you're. There's no there's no um, question that about it, so that nobody can say, "Hey, I saw you talking to Jane about the transfer station and you know, that sort of thing."
0: All right. Jeremy. Do you have anything, to add?
7: Yeah, I think um, I think John's represented it pretty accurately. I mean, what you're talking about is potential violations of the appearance of fairness doctrine, and. Um, John is correct that that applies during the pendency of the quasi judicial proceeding. So as soon as that application is filed with the city, that is the clear, bright line where um, Betsy's point, like you of the people in the grocery store, you really shouldn't talk to them. And if you do, you need to disclose it to the rest of the board. Um, or rest of the um, council. So that's appearance of fairness. And there are different bodies and different individuals who did do, do it differently they will go right up to the brink and others won't I think the community council has historically been pretty conservative about that um, but that's the the clear bright line is once that permit is filed so you want to be sure you know and I think it's a while it's a ways out yet but you want to be sure you know when that um, application is filed so what you know when to not cross that line um beyond that I think, Certainly, there are just good principles that apply in terms of being careful not to prejudge anything. You haven't even fully seen yet or express something like that. Or if you have any conflicts of interest or feel you do, and that's, I think, what Betsy's talking about. If somebody chooses to challenge your participation in it, you can disclose whatever, um, before the proceeding starts. And Rick, I think you have a script you would typically read before those hearings Um, And somebody can disclose that and somebody can challenge whether or not they believe that um, community council members should participate in the quasi-judicial manner. Ultimately, that decision of whether or not to participate resides with the individual um, community council member. Um, But anything you do that is going to make it look like you prejudged the matter. the wait in before you have all that information is, you know, that's going to be more reason why somebody might
5: challenge that.
0: Okay. Uh, Larry.
5: So, building off of that discussion from Jeremy, the uh, project's going to go into EIS scoping out there. Uh, if we have ideas of what should and should not be studied uh, in a scoping document, is that could that be construed just by saying hey this needs to be looked at in my opinion out there seems like that could be construed as being judgmental
7: um and this if you're talking about larry totally as an individual reviewing as a resident right. of the area um weighing in on eis scoping, and i think that's legitimate okay i think if you said um I'm going to take it to the extreme if you said, you know, I'm a resident of the community. And boy, if I were on Houghton Community Council, I would deny this in a heartbeat. And that is <laughs> clearly prejudging it. I know you're not talking about that, but that's the kind of, um, that is literally the kind of the case law that developed around stuff like
5: this. I just want to make sure that this fine lines, red face test, whatever you want to call it out there, that we understand, because I think getting the scoping right and getting a good environmental document. goes a long ways to having a project that. Not only the city council, but the Houghton community council planning commission and community can then re- review and feel good. Feel comfortable. At least that the, the information is presented. They may not agree with it, but at least the information is there for people to make decisions based on. Yeah, my, we used to
4: have an, Attorney that we would call upon for the council. I don't remember her name, but Carol I Carol Morris. Carol Morris. Yeah, right. Yeah, she was awesome. But anyway, um, she made she told me once that I did not give up my rights as a citizen.
1: Yeah.
4: Just because I was on the council, right. so right. it sounds like what Larry is talking about is sort of like his right as a resident.
7: Yeah, Yeah. those are exactly the words I was about to use, Betsy. So you are still residents of the area, and you don't abdicate those rights by being on the community council. Okay. And the scoping is intentionally well ahead of any kind of public hearing. The environmental impact statement is really just beginning that process. So you're probably no place close to a hearing where a scoping comment could be um, an issue with the appearance of fairness.
0: Okay, does that cl- clear it up, John? Are you good with that? Okay,
5: yes.
0: excellent. I, um, I I didn't ask if anybody had other council member reports or comments to add to the discussion related to the, uh, the, connect- the uh, Houghton Community Council election. So I would like to give that opportunity right now before we move on. Larry, did you raise your hand? Do you have something? Uh-huh.
5: Did not, I see the, your not, not yeah not on that topic was, not on that topic. I, I thought you were going to make it more general so that's why i put my hand up oh
0: <laughs> well, we'll, well i'll give you a chance but i mean this is council member reports and comments is pretty general it, it could cover just about anything so if you have something that you want to bring up
5: uh, what i wanted to bring up was it's still related to the uh, northeast regional or recycling transfer station um so I've signed up on the listserv for King County okay. as an individual to get information for, uh, for that. And they had a citing uh, advisory group meeting in March. And I signed up back in February, didn't get notice of that. So I reached out to their project manager, Margaret Bay of, Hey, how come we didn't get notified of that through the listserv? Yeah. Uh, and she got back to me and said, oh, well, the next meeting will be August 28th, uh, April 28th, which is two days from now, and haven't gotten notice of that either. And I went to their website, and their website hasn't been updated since March 25th. So I'm really concerned that although there's a, a public process and you can get, keep up to date on it, they're not updating it out here. So it's it, it, to me, I, I'd like to decide... Is there a, a formal process that we can go in and say, whether it's through uh, Kirkland Solid Waste, or City Council, that the community is not being notified as it anticipated through the King County process? And I think that's the, that disturbs me as a, as a citizen as well as a Houghton community council member. Yeah,
0: Jeremy, I see you've got your hand raised.
7: No, I didn't. I, I think that's a digital artifact, but oh. I do. I, Larry, if you have those specific examples and you send that to myself, John McGillvray, and um, the mayor, then maybe we can follow up with the county on their timeliness.
5: Okay, I will do that. Um, You have
7: John's email address. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay.
0: Any other council member reports or comments you'd like to add? Okay. Uh, Jeremy, do we have any members of the public that? Are out there that make We want to have
7: to 11 us. attendees and okay. we have two hands raised so far. Um, first is Jen, uh, followed by Stacy.
0: Okay, so it, we would like to hear from you and uh, please give us your name and address and tell us what you uh, would like to speak about.
6: Hello, this is Jen. Can you hear me? Yes. Wonderful. Um, First thing I'm going to say is I'm truly, truly grateful that our neighborhood has you in our corner. It feels like your association is the one place that doesn't have commitments to anyone but our neighborhood. And I value your service that you've done for us, especially hearing that Mr. Gothrop isn't running again. I'm really sorry to hear that. I feel like you have all been super valuable. So thank you. Um, I am concerned about a couple of things. Number one, about the 70th park and ride as a site for the proposed recycling center. I live down the street. I actually live in between the two of them. I live at one, I live on the corner of 116th and 60th. Um, I understand that the zoning for this area is residential, including the park and ride. It is concerning that this immensely loud smelly behemoth and all the accoutrement of trucks with their fumes and jake breaking sounds of crushing metal, et cetera, would share a property line with the adjacent family dwellings. What can we do to protect them? And can you as a group help us with this? Um, I want you to understand um, that we are pushing to be notified about everything. We I, were a part of the, I'm a part of the group, the Friends of Taylor Fields, and we are pushing the county to alert us about everything, but they're not doing it because they want to. They're doing it because we are in their faces about it. And so I am concerned that they are doing exactly what they wanna do. They're reverse engineering everything to get exactly what they want. And we are sending email after email after email. And now we've been informed that they're going to put some um they're going to close cedar hills on weekends and so now we're going to have five up to five open garbage um trucks in my backyard literally in my backyard every weekend starting july and i i gotta tell you we've already got rats from the current transfer station we've got fruit flies coming all the time i mean we start with fruit flies as soon i'm surprised we don't have them yet from april being warm and I'm about to put vinegar out just because they come so early here. Um, I'm, they ended up not telling us. We ended up finding out a really bizarre way that they were going to add these trucks to us, to, our, to, our, to the station for the weekends. And I'm really disturbed about how little they care about the fact that we've got a neighborhood here. We are a neighborhood, they're between 1 16th and, um, or 60th and 67th. I think we have between 30 and 40 children that are all under the age of 16. And most of them are under the age of 10. And we are dealing with these trucks rolling by us at all hours of the day starting at 7.30 or earlier, sometimes at 4.30 in the morning until nine o'clock at night, every single day, including Sundays. They swing wide on the corner. They do not observe the, the, low, the road as well as they could. They are beeping outside my, my house because they're making people back up on 116th. On it is a travesty. It is an absolute travesty when they promised us in 1973 that they would, or 97, 1974, that they would remove this transfer station. It is still going, it is still going. And this is a fight that, that has been in the newspaper since the sixties and they're still doing the same thing. And I don't know who else is gonna stand up for us. So I'm really grateful that you're in our corner. Thank you so much.
0: And before you leave, um, I should have asked this from the beginning. We need your full name and also an email address since this is being conducted uh, virtually. We need that, that is in lieu of having your uh, your, uh, physical address.
6: I will give you both of them. My name is Jennifer with a G. So it's G E N N I F E R. Z E N T Z, Z as in Zebra on both ends. Good. And my address is G E N N Z E E at yahoo.com. And I am at 6016 116th Avenue Northeast. Nice. So Excellent. I am right just next to Bridal Trails, right around the corner from the transfer station. And this six-year-old is really six- horrifying that we are still six-year-old. experiencing this.
0: Thank six. you, Jen. We appreciate yep. it. Jeremy?
6: Uh, yeah.
7: I would just say for future speakers, if you just want to chat your email address, then our administrative staff can capture that if you want to save time. Um, but next is Stacy Duffy, followed by Phil A.
9: Hi, my name is Stacy Duffy. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, my address is 12002 Northeast, 68th Place. And I just wanna start by saying thank you so much for um, being a part of this community group. It really means a lot to everyone in um, the Houghton neighborhoods. Um, I live near the Houghton Transfer Station and I would like to urge the Houghton Community Council to oppose any efforts to rezone the current Taylor Field Park or the park and ride. Um, King County Solid Waste decided a few weeks ago to close the Cedar Hills landfill over the weekends because they want to save money on paying their drivers to make weekend hauls. Um, They do not plan to close the transfer stations, which means that the trash at the Houghton Transfer Station will be sitting there over the weekends starting in July. In 2005, we developed an MOU with the county that explicitly states that trash will not sit at the transfer station over the weekend. I have a copy of that MOVU. If you'd like me to email it to you, I'd be happy to do that. Um, This decision is in direct violation to that promise. Additionally, we have discovered that the county has 12 non-compliance quarters of EPA reports for the current site. And they have one significant category one non compliance violation. I've attended community meetings here and elsewhere, and I've heard Pat McLaughlin and Margaret Bay tell me multiple times that the county wants to be a good neighbor. I do not feel like the county is being a good neighbor. They are not taking care of the neighbors when they fail to file environmental reports. They aren't being a good neighbor when they violate the MOU by leaving trash to rot at the station over the weekend. Um, Neighbors surrounding the station will get to smell that trash over the weekends. I don't believe that the county, uh, I don't believe the county when they tell us that they're gonna make the new site a neighborhood amenity. They are breaking their promises to us already. And I don't believe that the transfer station belongs in a residential neighborhood. I worry about the county opening up the landfill to expand the transfer station. I'm so worried that something from that landfill is going to leak into our water. We have people with wells who live in this neighborhood and I have no reason to believe that they will do this safely. If the county wants us to host a transfer station in our neighborhood, they should start by building trust with the residents here and that includes informing us of what's going on. We have received no information whatsoever on this process. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you listening to me today. And I will put my email in the chat for you.
0: Thanks, Stacey. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, you have another person?
7: We have Phil next and then Kristen.
3: Hi, um, thank you for having me. Uh, May I share my screen? Okay, if the answer is no, I've prepared like slides with pictures and stuff and I just wanted to like, ask the question.
0: I I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Phil, can I get your last name?
3: Uh, Alan, and I put my email address in the Q&A because the chat proper is disabled. Okay. Okay, I don't have a button to share my screen. Maybe I'm just not uh, savvy with the... uh, uh, Yeah, maybe I'm just not savvy with um, uh, Zoom. I is don't, Jeremy, is possible. that?
0: I'll let our Zoom webinar guy handle yeah, that.
7: Yeah, unless you're a host, I apologize. And I can't enable that at the moment. You so cannot
0: so. enable it? No. We okay, can't. Phil, you're going to have to do it just uh, without, presenting, without sharing your screen. I apologize, but we don't have that capacity.
3: That's fine. If people are interested at the end, if council members are interested at the end, I'll ask you to raise your hands, and I can email the slides to you, and they're all cuts and pastes of stuff that's easy to find online. I'll
0: just tell you up front, go ahead and and email it to the entire council. We we would be open to any information you have to share with us.
3: Great. So, hi. Uh, Like my two predecessors, I'm here to talk about the Northeast Recycling and Transfer Station project, but I'm not here to talk about um, recent developments. Um, I've been listening along. Um, I call this the liner notes as read by the fan. sort of presentation i'm not a member of the band um, but the album was made for me and tens of thousands of others and in this case the tens of thousands or others are the residents of northeast king county so they have a funnel process that they're going through where they have a whole bunch of sites at the beginning and i'll try to go through this kind of quickly be much more interesting with the pictures yeah,
0: phil just and just so you know five minutes is our limit
3: i will be at three and a half at most
0: perfect okay
3: um, and so they, they're winnowing it down, they're identifying sites, they're putting in broad area screening, there's focused area screening. I think you've heard probably these words and seen them in previous presentations. Um, and I liken what I'm doing back to like when media used to come on physical things like records and cassettes and CDs, there'd be liner notes, there'd be a track list, there'd be song lyrics that could follow along. Oh, that's what they're really singing on track three. List of musicians and such. Uh, Following along with this process, they found 127 parcels, they winnowed it down to 15 using a series of criteria, they added some more criteria, got it down to four, and now they're down to three. And somehow, the very first time I heard all of this, which was February 7th, which was still at four, the Houghton Park and Ride site didn't feel like the other sites. There's something different about it, something didn't quite jive. I wasn't sure what that sound in the back of track four was. On about March 26th, they added a whole bunch more documents. And there I got a big long quote you'll be able to see, but basically they found their 127 parcels. There are 109 standalone, and there were 18 that were from a combination of smaller sites. 18 plus 109, 127, not a problem. But I can't find the park and ride anywhere in their lists. They actually have lists to every single site. They have maps, everything. I can't find the park and ride. I can't see where it got included. It seems really strange to me that it's in the list because it's significantly smaller than the next smallest one. The next smallest site is exactly eight acres. There's, a, there's 49 sites in the eight to slightly under nine range. And there's zero between that and the current park and ride. And so still something feels really odd. It doesn't belong. There's something odd about the process. Something feels odd about the process at least. So I've sent some emails to King County Solid Waste and on April 5th I got invited to a meeting where several residents from Houghton met with several representatives of King County Solid Waste and this is much appreciated. I love the new documents coming in on March 26th. It's like getting a couple of more pages for the liner notes. The meeting with the band, that was awesome, got a bunch of information, but I did ask about how did the park and ride get there and the representative from King County Solid Waste indicated that they had had their eyes on the Houghton Park and Ride for years. They were interested in it and they were interested in the challenge of building on it. Okay, so I thought about this overnight. I wrote them a long email saying like, here's here's kind of how I think this looks from the outside, kind of exactly what I'm doing here, laying things out a bit like this. Uh, laid it out for them, kind of like I'm laying out for you. <clears throat> and... I eventually came back to this diagram of the funnel diagram. Now, if you can clearly picture it, there's this gray stripe along the right side. And I always took that to be a 3D look. You know, you put a little little shading along the side, it kind of looks 3D. But if I take that previous comment in, maybe it's actually the park and ride starting before the potential site identification and going all the way down with not huge amounts of scrutiny, not fitting in with the other sites and being going you know, quite close to the bottom, which is right where we are now. So this all feels weird. This is how I'm looking at it. Um, I live between the park and ride and Taylor Fields, by the way, just for full disclosure, but just kind of looking at this as an objective observer. If a site less than eight acres is not okay, why have the park and ride site on the list at all? If having a site of at least eight of less than eight acres is okay, why not look at the, and here's my rough estimate, 150 additional sites from five to 7.999 acres. Building on one of these sites is gonna be a little bit more expensive because it's small, they have to excavate, but it'll be cheaper to acquire, it's less land. More options is more supply, more supply is low cost, more options could include a better choice. The result of this process is expected to serve Northeast King County for dozens of years The process is long and expensive, and it's contentious, as I'm sure the members of this council have been seeing, and other bodies as well. Uh, So getting the best possible choice is really valuable, because it means we'll have to go through this less often, it'll serve more people, etc. So what can the Houghton Community Council do? First of all, thank you for your participation so far. Please stay involved.
0: You've got 10 seconds, <laughs> your uh, three and a half, and three and a half minute do, has turned into five.
3: Yeah, please do get curious about um, the future of this and making sure that they're getting us the best site possible, because that's how we not have to go through this again as a county in the near future. All Thank right. you very much, all of you. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Be sure to send us your slides and we do appreciate your interest and in, in all the effort you've put into it. Thank you, Phil. Jeremy.
7: Uh, next is Kristen, and then Emily Brown.
1: Hi, Council. It's Kristen Dixon. My email's in the Q and A, uh, and I am a Houghton resident. Uh, I am also here to uh, voice my opposition and ask for your support in the Houghton transfer station uh, debacle. Is the first word that comes to mind, but yeah, uh, topic, that topic. I honestly don't think that I can say uh, say it better than uh, Jen and Emily and Phil just said. So I will um, voice my agreement that I do not believe the county is being a good neighbor. Um, I don't believe they are building trust. It has not been a transparent process as I think we can all attest to. Uh, and the most recent um, Uh, the most recent violation of the MOU is is a testament to how things are going. So I urge you and uh, I respectfully request your support in working with King County, Margaret Bay and Pat McLaughlin and anyone else uh, to try and get a fair and balanced process, which may honestly require going back to the beginning. Um, I will also mention as a former resident of Fremont, I have also been to the North Seattle transfer station in the Fremont neighborhood. Uh, I think the word neighborhood is a misnomer there. For those that did take the tour or have been to that transfer station, it's actually not in the middle of a residential neighborhood. It's on Northeast 34th. um, Brooks running facility is next to it and a parking lot's on the other side. It's not situated in the middle of a neighborhood, smack in the middle of a neighborhood the way that the Houghton transfer station is. So it is absolutely not analogous. So if you haven't been there, I urge you to go see that site because it is not residential, not the way that that Houghton is at all. So please don't consider that to be um, similar uh, until you see it with your own eyes. Thank Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen.
0: Is there any way we could get the address of the transfer station?
1: Oh. Why, yes, yeah. I have it right here. Um, it is 1350 North 34th Street, Seattle, 98103. I will also mention as a former resident of that neighborhood, odor control was an issue. Uh-huh.
0: Thanks, Kristen. Thank, Thank you. you. Is there anyone else, Jeremy?
7: Emily brown is the last person who has her hand up.
0: Okay. Hi, Emily.
8: Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. Okay, great. Um, So my name is Emily Brown. I did put my email address in the um, question and answer. And I um, live on 60 Northeast 64th Street, which runs directly into Taylor Fields. And I basically want to um, just Add on to everything that everyone so far has said. I mean, I'm not going to go through everything that they've said, but I agree with all of it. And, um, you know, I think just probably the biggest things are just that the county has not been a good neighbor in any way. I've lived here for 14 years. And in the last 14 years, I've received many um, mailers telling me that the county was closing The transfer station. And I remember every time receiving a mailer thinking, stop wasting paper and money mailing this to me, just close it already. But it's funny that I never received any mailer um, of any kind telling me that they were thinking of possibly expanding it or that it was in consideration for expansion or anything along those lines. Um, So just again, they have not been a good neighbor in any way. And um, I just, You know our neighborhood as you can tell we are getting organized we have a group of over a hundred of us who are working to um, not only stop the expansion but to hold the county to their decades old promise of closing it Um, that is what they've said they would do since the 60s or 70s and that is what they need to do so we just really appreciate your help Um, we will continue being the squeaky wheel to You know, everybody who will listen to us at the city at the county level, we will continue going to all of the meetings and um, we just again appreciate your help and and um, everything that you're doing for us so thank you. Thank you Emily. Anyone else Jeremy.
7: Um, That's everybody who's raised their hand.
0: Okay. That would be, uh, that would conclude our request from the audience portion of our agenda. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any administrative reports should consider?
7: Um, I think we've covered everything at this point.
0: Okay. Uh, As far as uh, any upcoming uh, items for our few, oh, John's got, John. John, you're John, you're muted. You're muted, John.
2: So funny because I could hear myself talk. <laughs> um, thank you I, I've got just a couple follow-ups on, on some of these comments that I might ask if Jeremy could run down specifically for our council. Um, the uh, uh, Stacy Duffy mentioned the Memorandum of Understanding. I looked it up quickly as she was chatting to make sure that I was seeing exactly what was talked about and what I remembered and in that Memorandum of Understanding uh, on, I will tell you it's on, on uh, Provaso number two, it discusses prohibit any overnight parking. But as I have found very cleverly woven into this Memorandum of Understanding are lots of caveats and improvisos. And the first bullet says, will be addressed in an addendum. I have not seen this addendum i have seen other documents but i've not really seen anything specifically labels an addendum to the memorandum of understanding and so uh i am af- i am afraid that while we talked about this memorandum of understanding and there will be no overnight parking the city uh the waste management wrote back when it was signed in such a way that everybody nodded their head thinking positively this would happen. And it's kind of the fake left go right. And so if you could find the memorandum of understanding addendum and get that to us so we would know exactly what that is. And then secondly, I believe, and I'm sorry, Jeremy, I, don't ha- I didn't bring my notes with the dates uh, home with me um in in chatting with uh, uh the the waste manager the guy for the city uh uh john mclaughlin Mc, um, Mc, yeah thank you um uh, there's uh, a couple of more documents and that may actually be the addendum but it's not an addendum i i don't know but in the memorandum of understanding it specifically uses the word addendum so
5: hey john
2: in the Q and A,
7: Phil is saying that pages nine and ten are the addendum.
2: Okay. So, okay, well, I'll look. I'll look that up, and maybe you can get that to the rest of us so we can see that. Um, and then, the the next question is from the standpoint of overnight parking. I know that the state has uh, uh, passed a law that. Um, local government doesn't have a say in where this goes. Um, However, I do believe we still have an opportunity to enforce the regulations that are in place. And so the second question to you, and maybe this goes up uh, to Kevin, city attorney, what authority might we have as a city to not allow overnight parking if in fact we traced through the documents and the overnight parking is absolutely not allowed per the memorandum of understanding and addendum. What authority does the city have to enforce the current regulations? It'd be nice to know that.
7: Well, I would would differentiate the uh, regulations from the memorandum of understanding, just- um, Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Okay. Anything, Betsy?
4: Pursuant to what John just brought up, Jeremy, can you make it really clear to us what our authority is in this regard?
7: Your authority is disapproval jurisdiction over any final decision on the permits for if one of these sites in Houghton is chosen, it goes through a process to be quasi judicial application, right? So that is a hearing examiner process uh, with a recommendation on to city council. And because it's within Houghton jurisdiction, that would be a joint hearing similar to Northwest University. So we'd have a joint hearing with the hearing examiner, the um, community council and hearing examiner would pass a recommendation on to city council who would make the decision on the application and the permit. And then that decision comes back to the community council. If it's approved, you can disapprove it. If it is denied, then you don't need to do anything.
4: Do we really have the approval? Do we really have the authority to stop this? I mean, if the city can't stop this, I mean, does our disapproval really have that teeth, those teeth?
7: You, uh, I mean, what I'm describing is your authority under the Kirkland zoning code and the municipal code. Right?
4: I know, I know that, but I
7: mean, <laughs> I, I gave you a really brief primer at the initial uh, kickoff meeting about state statutes and the Growth Management Act to deal with essential public facilities. Yeah, and whether or not the city, a city, has um, the authority to just reject. An essential public facility like a light rail station, a transfer station, a right. jail, something like that. Um, that's a matter of that's a matter of law. So at that point, if that were to happen, that's where you'd invite attorneys in to advise, certainly the city council and the Houghton Community Council, to see what kind of um, authority you have to say no. Typically, what we've heard. From the city attorney and just from my reading on it. And I know other folks in emails have taken issue with this. Um, is that state law would typically preclude um, a city's ability to just stop an essential public facility or to reject an essential public facility? Um, there's authority reasonably conditioned. But,
0: Jeremy, you're 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 not coming through clearly. Can you speak a little louder?
7: I'll, I'm sorry, I'll it's move up I'll move up a little bit closer. Um, so are there parts of that you didn't catch? Right.
0: Uh, it was. I was able to, but I had to really listen closely because it, it wasn't Sorry that clear.
7: That.
4: Sorry about that. It yeah, sounds like you said that because it's a an essential public facility, it's grayer area as far as what denials there could be. However, we potentially could put conditions on the development. Is Would
7: they have to do that? Right. You can. What the law says is you can reasonably condition. Yeah. um, Reasonable. I
4: wouldn't. I
7: wouldn't. If I were a community councilman, I wouldn't go into it just thinking I had no authority here. I I wouldn't be able to exercise my jurisdiction. I think really it's um, like how does that state law and growth management act for essential public facilities apply to this? If you get an application. Um, for one of the two sites in Kirkland. Um, And then I think it's a matter for attorneys probably to start to look at that and and give advice on where we stand on that, um, what legally um, we should or shouldn't be doing as we review and condition or approve or deny the facility. Um, That's about the best advice I have. And I think I sent the state law in a previous... Um, in a previous packet, which speaks for itself. I know folks who have been watching these proceedings and others have been Googling it. I've been Googling it. You can Google it. Um, And there's just a lot of different case laws around it. So um, the clarity in the, the state law seems clear in its words. And I think it's really a matter of attorneys to interpret the applicability of it in this case.
0: Okay. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank
1: you.
0: I see a hand raised by Jim. Is that no, never mind. I think I that think was all right. So, any other uh, administrative reports, discussion? If not, then I am going to adjourn this meeting. And I would encourage you all to check your uh, city email for a opportunity to just talk socially afterwards. So thank you all.
6: Hello, wait, wait, can oh. you hear me? Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt as you're finishing. I'm really grateful for the time.
0: Jen, I'm sorry, but we we don't allow, you had your opportunity to speak. We don't allow people to come back in afterwards. And so feel free to send us an email with whatever you wanted to convey to us, okay? Thank you. Meetings adjourned.